Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. Del Delker and Bob Seamount sing for us now by multiple tape recording all of the voices of a ladies' trio and a male quartet. The song is a spiritual. Every time I feel the spirit. Every time, Every time I, I feel the spirit, spirit moving in my heart. Oh, 
our Heavenly Father, we pray that Thou wilt bless this broadcast to all who hear. Take fear from our hearts. Help us to trust Thee and have faith in Thee that all things work together for good to them that love God. We pray for the leaders of the nations and for men everywhere who seek Thee. In Jesus' name we ask it. of quiet rest near to the heart of God a place where sin cannot molest near to the heart of God mm-hmm. O oh, Jesus blessed Redeemer Sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God. Yeah. 
Now this special message to all of our friends and listeners in the Battle Creek, Michigan area. Beginning next Friday evening, March 29, Mr. Richards will conduct a series of evangelistic sermons in the Battle Creek, Michigan Tabernacle, located at 19 North Washington Avenue. Our special invitation goes to all who live in the Battle Creek, Michigan area. Plan now to hear Mr. Richards in this outstanding series of evangelistic sermons. Each night will feature the solo voice of Del Delker and the organ music of Brad Braley. We appeal to all our listeners across the country to pray for these meetings, that God will use this campaign in a mighty way, and that many hearts will be turned to Christ. Now, with today's message, here is HMS Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, Why Not to Worry? And millions of people need to take the worry cure today because millions of people are worried. We're the greatest nation of warriors on earth. We'll read now the beautiful words of the 14th chapter of John's Gospel, beginning with the first verse, continuing to the end of the third verse. If you have a Bible handy, we'd be happy to have you turn to these words and read them with us. We begin with the words of Jesus, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I'd have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. This is Christ's cure for worry. He gives us four reasons why we should stop worrying if we are worrying or why we should not begin to worry. Four reasons why Christians should never worry. Notice the first reason given. Let not your heart be troubled. That's uh, newspaper language for stop worrying or don't worry. What's his first reason? Ye believe in God. Anyone who really, truly believes in God should stop worrying. The great God of the universe knows all things. Our Heavenly Father. He's too wise to make a mistake. He's too good to be unkind. The eternal God is thy refuge, one scripture says. And underneath are the everlasting arms. Deuteronomy 33:27. That's a wonderful text. So why should we worry? If you have time, read also the 40th chapter of Isaiah, especially verses 28 to 31. Let not your heart be troubled, friend, if you believe in God. He understands. He is a loving Heavenly Father. He is a forgiving Heavenly Father. Remember how he welcomed the prodigal son back home again? Read that story. Read it there in the 15th chapter of Luke. You'll never doubt that he's a forgiving father then. The boy came home. The father ran to meet him. You know the beautiful story. Read it. Don't worry anymore. He'll receive you too. His love will cover all your sins. His forgiveness and mercy are infinite. For there's a wideness in God's mercy, like the wideness of the sea. If we trusted God a little more, we'd worry a lot less. 
We may not be atheists, but we act as though we were. We do not depend upon God or pray to him or read his word. If there is a God and if he's a good God, we ought to stop worrying. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You believe in God. A famous nose and throat specialist was compelled to operate on a little girl without any anesthetic. So he took a 50-cent piece out of his pocket and said, That's for you, honey. You can spend it exactly as you wish. Now I'm going to hurt you a little, but not for long. Take a good look at that 50-cent piece before I begin. Hold it tight in your hand. And while I'm at work, remember what you saw. It won't hurt nearly so much if you do that. When it was over, the doctor patted the child on the head. He said, You're a brave little girl. Now tell me what you thought about while I was at work. Oh, she said, the words. The words? You mean the date on that coin, don't you? He hardly remembered that the coin had words on it. Oh, no, no, the words at the top, she said. Those words in God we trust. I'd never seen them before because I'd never seen a half dollar before. That's the first one I ever saw. It's lovely to have those words there so folks who have half dollars can think about them all the time. Yes, friends, in God we trust. That's it. Quit worrying. Let not your heart be troubled. God understands your heartache. He knows. He knows our thoughts are far off. Psalm 139 tells us, second verse. Knows all about us, loves us, just the same. And now we come to the second reason why Christians shouldn't worry. Here it is in verse well, it's the second verse, really, of John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. Don't worry. You believe in Christ. You believe in Jesus as the Savior of the world. You believe he died on the cross as your atoning sacrifice. Why should you worry about your sins, then, if you've forsaken them and repented of them? All those confessed and forsaken sins of ours have been covered with his blood. Why should we worry about the future? Christ foresees the future. In the 24th chapter of Matthew, he gives an outline of the future, a prophecy of the days to come. Our Christ takes care of the past. He takes care of the future too. And he promises that those who love him will be with him where he is. John 17, 24. Then why should we worry? As the old song puts it, we sang when we were children, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to cease, just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace." And now we come to the third reason why Christians should never worry. It's found in John. 14.2 also. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. There it is. Don't worry, because there's a home for you over there. There's a heaven beyond. You look about and see the way things go in this life. Sometimes we are tempted to be discouraged and worry. See strife, confusion among the nations, preparations for war. Disappointment, trouble, heartache, tears in our lives, injustice, inequalities. But here we have this great truth which brings confidence and peace to the hearts of God's people. 
this life isn't the end of the story. There's something beyond. There's a life beyond, a land beyond, a reunion where the children of God will meet beyond, a better land, a place for God's people. Heaven is real. It's a place. Stop worrying about the future. All your affairs are in God's hands. You know, friend, while your heart may be broken today because you've lately lost a dear one, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God's land of tomorrow. Somewhere beyond the night and the sunset, your heartache will be healed. The Bible plainly says that we'll know each other over there. Jesus says that we shall be like him. The disciples knew him after his resurrection from the dead. The way he looked, the way he spoke, the things he did, they recognized him. So don't worry. You believe in God, you believe in Jesus, you believe in heaven. The three great questions of life are whence, what, whither. Where did I come from? What's my duty here and where am I going? The Christian faith answers all three of these questions. When Marco Polo, the famous Venetian traveler in the 13th century, came back and told the people of the wonders he'd seen in China, very few believed him. When he was dying, one of his attendants urged him to recant and withdraw all the false statements he'd made and the stories he told about China, the lands of the Far East. He said, no, I have nothing to recant. I haven't told half of what I saw. And so no matter what heaven is like, it's beyond our most vivid imagination. The Bible doesn't reveal a thousandth part of what it will be like. Dear friend, let not your heart be troubled. And now we come to the... Th third verse of the 14th chapter of John, the fourth reason Jesus gives why Christians shouldn't worry. The first is we believe in God. The second, we believe in Jesus, the Redeemer. The third, we believe in heaven. Now listen, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. That's the glorious truth to which we look forward. Jesus will come again. The voice of prophecy is proclaiming it in word and song. The cross was not the end of the story of Jesus. His ascension to heaven was not the end. His holy ministry as our high priest in heaven is not the end. No, he's coming again in glory, in power, in majesty. He's coming this time not a suffering savior, but a reigning king. Looking out upon the conditions that confront mankind, war, famine, sickness, confusion, death, hearts feeling them for fear, People need to hear this. Jesus is coming. There's a great change just ahead. And then shall the Son of Man come in a cloud with power and great glory. The Bible tells us that he will come as he went away. Acts 1.11 says, This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manners. You've seen him go into heaven. You want him to come? You believe in God. You believe that Jesus redeemed you from your sins. You believe there's a heaven beyond. Don't you want Christ to come and wipe away all tears from your eyes? There's every reason why we should have courage if we have faith in God, in Christ, in heaven, and in our Lord's return. Why should we worry anymore? Ah, my friend, listen. As you look about the world, you see beyond its sorrow and its broken homes and broken hearts. You see beyond the troubles and the mistakes and the darkness. You see the dawning of a great day coming. You see something better beyond. Has Christ received you as his child by faith? Do you belong to God? Do you know that there's something better beyond a heaven for you? 
My friends, better than a heaven beyond is a Christ beyond, someone beyond. He's coming back for you and for me. What a terrible mistake to worry all the time. Be happy, look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. We should give our hearts to God. We should trust in Jesus Christ as our only Savior, the Son of Man from heaven. We should look forward to that home and take good courage, friend, for your redemption draweth nigh. Turn to God today in faith, believing, and find peace for your troubled heart. left glory he came to this earth to take away sorrow and shame he's pleading in heaven this savior divine and sinners may trust in his name trusting i am trusting Trusting now in Him, I have left it all with Jesus. Now I'm trusting Him, and so I will trust Him, I know He is mine. And all of my sorrows he shares. He came with his pardoning love to my heart. And now all my burdens he bears. Trusting, I am trusting. Trusting now. And now, friends, until we meet again, this is Orville Iverson of the Voice of Prophecy saying, let us keep looking up, going forward in faith. Have faith in God. Courageous be and strong. Have faith in God. Fear not the power of wrong. Have faith in God. His arm is always strong. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this program has served to bring blessing to you and we invite you to join us again next week for a program brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. Now, friends, remember, we expect to be personally at Battle Creek, Michigan, beginning this next Friday night, a series of meetings there with the pastor, Charles Keemer. We invite all of our friends in that area to meet with us at the Battle Creek, Michigan Tabernacle, beginning Friday night and every night for a week. God bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee 
peace.